0: Welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol, and I am here with Mallory. Yay! I'm happy to be back. (laughs) Yeah, we are so happy to have you back. And we're also here with another Jeremiah's Call ministry member, Karen Petrick, who is helping us with discipleship. So, Karen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So now y'all have three of us on, on with you today, and... We brought three of us on today um, for a very special reason, because uh, today's podcast is about parenting the generations. And I, that is something that is growing increasingly more difficult for every one of us, no matter how old um, your children are. If you have children, or maybe you are helping someone raise children, or maybe you're working in an organization uh, that, has, that is involved with children. So whether it's from infants on up to born, grown, and raised children, um, there is quite a struggle right now in how to really bring a biblical uh, impact into their life and and biblical perspective. And so that's what we're going to try to do today. We we have lots of questions ourselves, and uh, so we're going to kind of talk amongst ourselves, and hopefully it'll bless you all or maybe give you some things to think about when parenting your own children or raising your family and we're going to do this in a way that is not uh cerebral so like it's not you know necessarily something coming from the intellectuals but it is definitely um, talking from a biblical perspective and an experiential perspective and then also from the perspective of others who um, carry a biblical worldview or have really walked this out and have become mentors in a way so Mm -hmm. that's our topic today and I'm really looking forward to it Um, but before we do that I want uh, Karen if you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and then Mallory if you want to share with everybody what you've been doing since you've been away and I'll let you guys take it from here.
1: Sure hi I'm Karen again um I represent the older generation (laughs) I have three grown children out of the house um And I am getting ready to welcome my second grandchild Um, yeah I I just hope that I can speak into I don't know things have changed quickly
2: since since I was a parent so we will see where that where we go Mm -hmm. and smeller here and yeah I just had my third little baby and she's almost three months old. So, and I have three, three and under, which <laughs> is like so wild. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. I'm in the thick of it. And I have come with questions for you guys. <laughs> and help! help, yes. So, yep, I'm yeah. gonna ask you guys some questions.
0: And uh, this is Carol here. And I have I have one, a grown child that's married. I have one that's um, uh, close to finishing college. And then I have two that are twins that are going to be seniors next year in high school. So I'm in the in-between of Mallory and Karen. So, yeah, I think we're all going to have an interesting conversation today. So, um, Mallory, I think, why don't we start with you? Because you and I met last week, Mm -hmm. and you actually had some questions on some things. So maybe fill us in on where you're at, Mm
2: -hmm. what's going on with you, and and maybe
0: where these questions have been coming in from and stuff.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I met with Carol last week and I just feel like I've come to this point now that I have three kids. It's just there's something, and I've heard this from other people, two to three rocks your world and it changes everything. And it's funny because you've gone through all of it before, but there's just this new level. But I have to say the Lord has been so incredibly near. I just feel that verse every day, just He gently leads those with young. And so if you're in that season, that is such a promise that I've really taken refuge in and he really has been so close to me and so I think in a world where there's so much comfort and we try everything to do to make our lives comfortable and two to three is the total opposite it's really in any any change zero to one anything like that um, zero to one kids or two to three I mean it's different per family per person but it's just more walking in selflessness and and it has been super refining um but yeah again I feel him so near and I have felt him say you know Mallory you want to be in a season you want to be in a place where you need me where you need the living water literally every single day and so every day he's just shown me he says Mallory I have fresh bread for you fresh um wisdom, insight, the spirit every single day and it's fresh and it's new for you. And so as hard as it's been, I'm just sharing a little bit about where I'm at. No, it's good. Um, it truly has been one of the best things where I feel him so near. And that makes me feel like Paul, where he says, I can do all things through, through Christ who strengthens me. And I feel that verse more true than anything. And, you know, we were just talking before we started this podcast of just the way the world is going and it's so different and you know i think i the way that my things that my parents let me do growing up i'm like i would not let my kids do that because it's a different world it's different things going on where it was fine when i did it growing up um you know did a lemonade stand and was out for five hours in the neighborhood i don't think i'd do that anymore with my kids i don't know depending on what age but um It's just a different road, and I feel this, even today, right now, honestly, I feel this heaviness of, I see the road ahead of me as I have littles, and it looks bumpy and rocky and crazy with everything that's going on with this world, but, you know, I'm just reminded that his yoke is easy and his burden is light, and I'm so grateful that for us as moms, he does not put a heavy yoke upon us, and that he will lead us and guide us every day, And so and that comes through, you know, I was asking Carol questions when she came over and just sat with me and brought me lunch. And and I think as young moms, too, we just need wisdom from the older generation. And I met with Carol and then another mom in these last two weeks. And it truly felt like living water just rushing over me like it was this spring of life. And so. Um, so I'm really grateful that we are having this conversation today. And I did have a lot of questions for Carol and would love to get into those. And for Karen, I haven't talked to you yet about Karen with um, about parenthood. And so I'm really excited to hear Dun, da, da. <laughs> what you want to share. But um, there's great. such a wealth. There's such a deep wealth from moms like you guys who have raised children in the fear of the Lord. So I'm really excited for today for that. So that's one yeah. of your questions. <laughs> well, did you wanna comment on anything of Karen?
1: I I just feel for you, Mallory. I recently ran into I'm um, not ran into, but found a, one of my parenting journals. I guess I only kept one. And I also <laughs> have I also have three kids and actually my middle daughter is the same age as Mallory. So it's, we went to
2: school together. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. an interesting oh, perspective. Awesome. So Um, And she's not married at this point. But uh, in this journal, this middle daughter had just been born, and they were two years apart. So my oldest was two, and my husband was traveling. Um, He was working quite a a bit in the Springs area, which is about an hour and a half away, so he would stay down there a couple nights a week. Mm. Anyway and 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 he's an avid hunter (laughs) so avid avid. and in my journal (laughs) I was pouring out my heart to the Lord and my peeves at my husband because in the first 13 weeks of her life he was gone um on four different hunting trips and mind you he worked in the springs and was gone Mm -hmm. I was not a happy camper (laughs) and so it's I just totally relate to that God really does come through in those places where you just Mm -hmm. you're 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 at a place where you're so raw and out of your realm of anything you've ever done before and it he just steps in and it's Mm -hmm. completely by his grace so I just that's to me, it's His grace. I think mm-hmm. that you know that my kids are where they at, where they're at, and I can kind of thank the Lord completely for that
0: because mm-hmm. He does. He steps in. Yeah. Yeah, He does, and um, you know, as I think about all of you out there and listening to you guys and knowing where this conversation is probably going to be heading, you know, it is really challenging to um, wonder. You know what's what's ahead for parents I was just telling these guys I read an article this morning that the governor of Washington signed a bill and uh, it was a controversial bill that would take away minors from their parents if they refuse to agree to a gender transition surgery mm-hmm. so that just he just signed that bill mm-hmm. and that's pretty frightening as a Christian parent if whether it's that or some other things that other governors have signed in regards to mental illness or even abortions Mm -hmm. um, how government is trying to take away the rights of parents to parent their child in the Lord and train them up in the Lord and what is good and so we've got a lot to talk about today Mm -hmm. so Um, and a lot of things that I think parents are wrestling through. So um,
2: why don't you start with one of your questions? Well, yeah, I think that's great because that leads into a great question is that can evoke fear for a lot of people. And how do you as a mom walk that line? And that can be fear for – or dad, yeah, any parent. Um, That can evoke fear for any stage. You know, there's fears for every different stage, the littles, the – um, mid and then older and then your grandbabies and so how do you walk that line where this stuff is going on in the world but not being fearful but um, I don't know speaking life or what does that look like for you when you see those things in the eyes of your children and what that means for them
1: mm-hmm. I think Mallory I'm just gonna say that I, I think we have to get back to what are. Um, specific goal is as parents and we have to keep that as the banner over our parenting Mm -hmm. because we can because the world throws so much stuff at us we can get sidetracked into well now I've got to address this then this and this but when actually I think it comes all under the same banner and that banner is in Deuteronomy as we're to train them up and and talk Mm -hmm. about his laws and his word and as we go to sleep and as they wake up and over the doorpost of our house and and mm-hmm. I think it's step. I think to me it's establishing authority early on. Mm-hmm. And when they're littles, you're trying to establish authority as a parent that they can understand that they need to do what you're asking them to do. But the bigger picture is you're asking them to have to be under God's authority. And so I think it's speaking that truth into into our children. And so constantly just,
0: I guess, truth, truth, truth. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that reinforcement. I think that is so spot on, Karen. It is, I think, establishing right off the get-go, what what are we trying to create within this home? You know, family is God's design. Family is God's first government. Mm -hmm. In fact, he gave both a mother and a father, the authority to have dominion, to be fruitful, to multiply. This is all the way back in Genesis. Mm -hmm. We have a mandate from God on how we are to uh, come together as a man and a woman in the uh, union and sanctity of marriage, which is a covenant with God. So all of us, but then to establish um, rule and dominion, not just in our home, but around us, to be able to bring the kingdom of God, that influence of his kingdom all around us. And, and to do so, he wants us to be fruitful and multiply because, you know, the more children we have, the, the greater the influence of his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And what is the message of the world right now is, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the thing a lot of people are talking about? They want to embrace their uh, being child free that's a terminology mm-hmm. that a younger generation is embracing being a child free person or tr- the society's trying to paint a picture that you know only having one or two children is is enough that you know the climate can't handle it the earth can't handle mm-hmm. it whatever it is there's an opposite message coming in that is completely different of God's message mm-hmm. of being fruitful and multiply and listen friends if God tells us to be fruitful and multiply don't you think he would create a system, a world in which it could handle a fruitful mm-hmm. population? Yeah. I mean, that's the question we have to ask ourselves. And so I think Karen's spot on. We come up, we have to train up, we now have this mandate, mm-hmm. and now we have to train up our children in the way they should go because now we have a multi generational purpose. It's not mm-hmm. just about us. It's not just about our our children, but our children's children and the mark that we're leaving in the world.
2: Mm-hmm. I loved everything that you guys just said. I have a few thoughts. Um, one, how you said fruitful multiply. I love that you said that. Of course the world can handle that. Um And I do, you know, I talked about this before, the comfort that, well, my life won't be comfortable anymore if I have more kids or, and it's, it's up to the Lord. Some people are called to have one or, you know, however many the Lord gives, but there's this YWAMer that I love. And she said, she's like, I'm in my forties. I don't like having kids. It's not my favorite thing. It's really hard on my body. And, you know, she wanted to be done. And then the Lord spoke to her and said, um, there will be things that won't happen on the earth if you don't have this child. And that puts it into such a different perspective that we mm-hmm. are his bear- We are the bearers of his name and his glory and his image. And if we don't have the children that he's calling us to have, we're gonna miss out on that. So I just wanted to comment on that. But um, Karen, you were talking about having it be a banner, your foundation. And so I am a practical person. So I'm thinking in my head, what do you mean exactly by that? (laughs) I love that you said that, but what does that look like in the day-to-day, maybe when you have littles, when they're a little bit older? What is, I guess, maybe start with how does that foundation start? Well, let me see. Um, the, The thing
1: that comes to mind is, first, what Carol just read about the Washington governor, was it, that signed it into a bill. It's just, it completely boggles my mind because where does that even come from? And as a parent, how do you, that's what you're faced with. So where, how, how do we take it all the way back and where do we create the banner? Well, the banner is, I want my children to be raised up in the Lord. I'm thinking, and um, in order to do that, you have to speak truth into your child's life, so you are the parent, and you're put there to create a sense of truth, and what's right and wrong. They don't get to choose, and Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many inadvertent conversations I've heard in the grocery line, or at the post-stop, or whatever, about, well you know, we're not sure, I don't even know what the terminology, what little Johnny is yet, if he's a they or a it or a we or a, I don't know, I don't know the proper pronouns, but the discussion is they're waiting for the child to decide, and that's not truth, that you're, that's just, you're leaving the kid out there to fend for himself, and I just, that's wrong, and mm-hmm. and so I guess when I say banner. or So that, to me, that's coming at you. So if you don't establish, you know, Mm -hmm. a sense of right and wrong, a sense of God's laws in your home at an early age for your kids, you know, and bringing it back. It's like mom and dad don't want you to do this because it's not because necessarily I'm saying I don't want you to do it but God I'm answering to God first. Mm-hmm. And so I need to establish these things under his rule and his authority as you
0: said and anyway I don't know if that helps or mm-hmm. clarify yeah, but that does. okay. You know I I think that's good I and I think that I it, it makes me think back when I w- was raising young kids. You know l- you know the little child is you know, when they're young and they're trying to figure out whether what their identity is or whether they're trying to figure out if they should share or what forgiveness is or, you know, not getting what they want all the time. I mean, keep in mind, you're talking about little kids who are still trying to learn how to put their pants on, right? Mm -hmm. Who are still trying to learn how to put a shoe on the right foot, you know, who are still, uh, you know, they come downstairs in the wildest crazy outfits because they're so proud that they actually could figure out how to put something through a sleeve. And yet we're, And so the whole point is they need guidance. Mm -hmm. They need direction. They need an adult who is going to train, like Karen said in the beginning, train them up in the way they should go. Mm -hmm. And so if you're talking about a little one who is trying to figure out just very practical, basic things like putting on clothes, it's up to a parent to go and start training them up in the things of God, which is showing them what sharing is like having them see forgiveness modeled for them. Like, I'm so sorry, mommy was in a bad mood. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You know, even though they might not know what that means, they see it modeled, uh, where you put them to work. My kids, when they were little, it's like, okay, you're going to help mommy. You're going to help mommy, um, stir this. You're going to help mommy in the kitchen today. We had, I was in the last of 11, we had chores from a very young age that fit our age. And, but it taught responsibility in the home. A person just didn't sit around not contributing to the household chores, not not contributing to the family. Mm -hmm. If I needed to get picked up from a soccer practice, my mom was like looking at my brother to go pick me up from soccer. Mm -hmm. It's inconvenient. He complained about it. But it's part of being in a family and learning how to work together. And I think with little kids, that is... You start that, like Karen said, very young, immediately bringing in truths on a practical level mm-hmm. that are very easy to, for a little one to understand. And another thing I think that is important when they're young is, you know, anytime you're rocking them to sleep, you can either be singing a word, mm-hmm. singing a Christian song over them. You can be speaking a word over them. You can read a book to them. Constant, constant reinforcement. Yeah of God's word in their life. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, it takes, if you're not in a place in your Christian walk out there where you don't even know how to do that properly, I didn't. I had, you know, my sisters were instrumental in that. It's little things. It's when I felt myself getting angry about something, it was memorizing one verse that I could speak over myself to bring in peace in that moment when I was tired. Or mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a daily reinforcement And it's all going to look different every day, but it's a daily reinforcement somehow, some way of just reinforcing, uh, God's, God's rules, God's boundaries, God's laws in a very healthy, practical, livable way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that
2: helps you. Yeah. I think that's good. What you just said of just that constant thing. And that's what God has been speaking to me lately, you know, with discipline or things. It's just consistency, just Mm -hmm. keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my oldest was a biter for the longest (laughs) time. It was so rough. (laughs) And, you know, the Lord just kept saying, just keep doing this. You know, now she's not a biter anymore. So it's good. (laughs) But what were some things in your house that you guys did that was something consistent that you were, that you just think that really worked or the Lord gave us that to be consistent with that really bore fruit? I
0: I can say something right off the (laughs) bat that, I mean, we did a lot of different things, but one thing I do not allow in my house mm-hmm. and my kids know it from since they were little. No horror movies, scary movies, no wizardry books like Harry Potter's. Nothing like mm-hmm. that was permitted. Period. Dot. End of story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. I learn too much about it. Yeah. I know what comes into the house and I tell you what, uh, even if a commercial comes on the TV today in between sports or something mm-hmm. that is promoting one of those, it, the station is turned. I forbid that in my home, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. my kids know. And my, today, my kids don't like any of that stuff. Yeah, and it was something that was because I taught them too, starting young. This is scary stuff. This is not good. This is um, it's bad. It's it's going to bring it in a in a very practical way, trying to teach them what it can bring into their heart, but into yeah. our home. And I'm telling you, someone out there might be rolling their eyes or or laughing at me right now. But you know what? You deal with some spiritual things in a home. I've prayed over enough homes in our community to know that people are dealing with things in their homes. It is no laughing matter. Mm-hmm. You got to be really vigilant. So that's just one very, very practical example yeah. from infancy all the way up until today. They know even today, and they're grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not allowed in the home, in the house. Yeah, that's good. yeah, Carol, I would agree
1: with that hundred um, percent. We did that as well, and and I think one of the bigger obstacles is when they're kind of out of your. Constant supervision is when they go to other people's houses, mm-hmm. and w- teaching them to stand up and say, you know, I'm not allowed to watch this, or you know, and so you have to be really intentional and choose your your kids' friends mm-hmm. too. You know, I mean, and yeah, it sounds a little bit um, harsh, over the top, and harsh, but 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 I'm sorry. In this day and age, the in, intentionality of parents just needs to step up and um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean I, I can remember on teams team parties mm-hmm. when they're young sports teams. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. sports teams and they're you know having dinners and and we're going to watch this movie you know we're not <laughs> you know mm-hmm. if they're invited to parties you don't know the person do you let them go I don't think so or you at least go f- introduce yourself and find out who they are there's some definite steps Um, you can take, and I think as parents, even more so now, the intentionality,
0: and um, you just, we have to step up. And there's something Karen used to say to me all the time, you probably don't remember it, but first of all, for those of you that don't know Karen, her family, they are, I call them uber athletes, they're beyond uber athletes, These, these guys are and, and, I, and I say this just in respect and love because they are the most ridiculous athletes you'll ever meet in a very good way. I've never seen such, such, so when you talk about sports teams and when you talk about all that from skiing to soccer to everything, you guys are elite. I mean, they've been with, you know, uh, pretty elite sports teams, all kinds of things. So you talk about being in the mix of social circles that are, you know, really challenging belief systems and so many things on, on, um, in different ways, you've held your ground because Karen used to always say to me this, whenever, whenever she, there was a situation where somebody was running into a problem with one of their children down the road or whatever, and you took a step back, Karen would say, loose boundaries. There's loose boundaries there. Do you remember saying that? No. Oh, but she'd say (laughs) loose boundaries. She's like, she goes, as hard as it is, we've got to have firm boundaries. Kids, friends out there, kids deep down want boundaries. They may not tell you they do, but they want boundaries. And you have to establish what those boundaries are for you and your family and your children. And we had a gal in our Bible study. uh, who I remember, I didn't want to say the name, but no, it was good. It's a good thing. I, I just don't want to put her okay. name out there. if She listens and be like, why'd she bring me up? Anyway, beside the point. Um, I asked her one day, I said, what do you, her kids are so great. I said, what did you do? And, and her kids were older and they're getting ready to graduate high school. And she said, I keep them very, very busy. Mm-hmm. So with a job and with sports and whatever, she goes, and we don't do sleepovers mm-hmm. unless it's someone they know very well. She goes, we don't do sleepovers. She goes, that's where all the bad stuff starts to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those were just a c- couple things I wanted to add to what you know, just a things you've helped me with. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think that's so good. Just establishing those boundaries and what you with the TV, you were saying, there's just too much. It's like this world is hard enough. Why? why let them walk through that when they don't have to invite something in your home
0: and why do we feel like we have to succumb if a kid wants to, you know we complain about kids being on video games it's like well you're the you're the parent
2: yeah put mm-hmm. some rules in mm-hmm.
0: you mm-hmm. know i i've known a parent i've known parents who have taken some ex- extreme measures in how they've curbed a video game watch uh, playing mm-hmm. and so don't forget you're the parent period mm-hmm. you have a mandate from god to train up your child the way he or she should go and and we Mm -hmm. have we answer to him as parents one day Mm -hmm. not to what the society's telling us parenting is so think about that one Mm -hmm.
2: I think that's so good um well that leads me to my next question and maybe help me phrase this but I'm thinking you establish your home you have clear boundaries how does that slowly transition into having them become adults and Mm. making their own decisions? Mm. Because I've also seen people who there was no freedom, you walk the strict line, and then they go totally the opposite way because they weren't able to experience anything in the world. Mm. Um, And so what do you think that looks like? Because we were in the garden able. God gives us a choice, but we also need to – establish that firm foundation so this is just kind of a opposite like because you know sometimes people can ask those questions and so what would you say to someone to
1: that um, okay so what makes it makes me think of when they're little the first thing you're trying to establish we used to call it in our couples bible study group basic German shepherd I don't know (laughs) if you guys ever referred to that at all but it was literally come go sit stay and if your children can't respond to you um, as the authoritative voice in your house Mm -hmm. to come you know I need you to come here now it it could be a safety issue we don't know Mm -hmm. I need you to sit down because if you stand up in here you're going to fall over in this chair and Break your head. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things you're trying to establish. So it's a disciplinary type of role, and you feel like you're constantly in discipline. And I and then I think that it needs to uh, transition into a heart matter. Mm -hmm. And Mallory and I were talking about this just right before we started the podcast, and it it, there was a book that was instrumental um, for me with my kids, and it was called Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp, and um, anyway, it, it speaks to that, that there are two basic things you're trying to establish for your kids, and it's discipline but and communication, mm-hmm. so that during this time when you're guiding them and teaching them, you're trying to find out what's going on in their hearts. So mm-hmm. if it, it's kind of an interesting um Dichotomy. If you think about it, in the beginning, it's just no. I said sit, so sit. It's that kind of um, it, again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, and it sounds like a harsh expectation mm-hmm. when little ones over here. But mommy, but mommy, and it's like no. I need you to do this now. But then you are switch into this. You know, um, I don't want to wear those tennis shoes to school. I want to wear these sandals. Well, why don't you want to wear the tennis shoes? Because so-and-so had him on the other day, and everybody made fun of him. Okay, so, so, so the child can't, at that point, he may be too little to understand what's going on in his heart as far as I don't want to be made fun of. Uh, that would be hurtful to me. They can't establish those mm-hmm. heart feelings, but you as a parent, if you can keep those lines of communication open and dig a little bit deeper as to what's going on in their hearts, then, then, then it's a matter of we we know what we're up against and what we're mm-hmm. trying to train because, mm-hmm. or Carol brought up, you know, we're trying to teach them responsibility or sharing. So in those things, if they start balking and they don't want to be a part of it, again, what's what's underneath it? What's behind it? Um, mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of keeping those lines of communication open and teaching them. That you're a safe place to come to with Mm -hmm. things that they don't even understand that are going on in their heart. They just know something's uncomfortable. And you can kind of help define and get to the bottom of it so that when they get to these middle school ages where things even come up more because they're one, they're out of your presence more, out of your eyesight, they're with more friends. The things that they're assigned in school, those are other things you have to keep on top of. What books they're reading, what mm-hmm. the teacher, you know, you have to understand what's going on in the school system. So, saying that, if if you have have just established really strong disciplinary role and authority without communication, it's lopsided and so you've become what's the word, autonomous, I guess. Mm-hmm and controlling yeah and you've become controlling and unapproachable Mm -hmm. so that they don't want to open up their heart to you so I guess what I'm trying to say is keep their heart open and keep the communication going so that um no matter their age you're you know besides always pointing to God and taking them to God in these discussions they want to come talk to you
0: Mm -hmm. that's 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 very very good um I'm not quite sure what I'm going to add here. I like leaned in to talk and now I'm like, what was I going to say? I think um, in all of that too is just really asking God for wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. in every stage because you do move from the more uh, controlled environment where you are trying to teach them basics like the fire is hot and the stove is hot and the, like Karen said, sit come whatever for safety reasons or whatever it may be but then it has to gradually progress from there to maybe you're giving them a couple choices now Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. okay well like you were talking about the shoes you know well and where we live it didn't matter if it was three feet of snow our kids could walk to the middle school and so they'd go out with their flip-flops and I'd be like (laughs) it's like that love and logic Mm -hmm. right you're like Mm -hmm. You sure you want to wear those shoes? Yes, Mom. Okay, have a great day. And then they come back and their toes are frozen and everything else. It's like you're thinking in your head, told you so. But they learn the next time they go out in their shoes. You know, some things they have to figure out on their own. Mm -hmm. But I think, too, um, the wisdom and discernment when they get into the schools. Because, um, and especially today, there's a lot going on in the school system. I don't care if you're in a private school or a public school there's so much going on you have to be on top of and you have to be able to be so in this is where prayer life really needs to develop you moms and dads out there you have to press in you have to be so abiding in the Lord because when you are and you walk down the halls you're able to what is that verse I think it's in Timothy maybe it's in Hebrew it's in Hebrews actually I just don't know the exact one but I'll find it for you but you know when you are um, abiding in Him in such a way, when you are really getting to know the Lord and, and cleaving to him, you are able to discern between good and evil. Mm-hmm. And you when you walk down the hall, when I walk would, when I would walk down the hall, I can pick up on all kinds of things mm-hmm. that you just discern and you're thinking to yourself, that's probably not the best teacher for them. I need to go see if I can get them a different teacher or perhaps I need to get involved this year in school in that class and you know there's going to be a sacrifice on our part. When we moved to Colorado and my twins were just turning one and my son was in second grade and um, you know uh, there were things that I was picking up on that I would you know schlep my little twins in their stroller to the class and It wasn't always easy, but little kids tend to come around and help, but, you know, I got involved with reading and different things just to try to be, to observe, to pick up on things, to get to know other kids that he wanted to hang out with. Mm -hmm. You've got to start being involved. You can't just assume a system, no matter what it is around you, is is going to be um, safe and the right thing for your child. And that's going to happen all the way through grade school into middle school, especially things get weird. Middle school is just weird. Mm -hmm. Middle school, I don't, you turn, you get into sixth, seventh, eighth grade. It's just weird trying to figure yourself out. You're trying to figure your friends out. It's just weird. That is such a time where you cannot, they're trying to become more hands off. You're trying to then get a little more hands on because you're trying to get your finger on the pulse. And it's just, but you got to stay involved. You have to trust the promptings of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is, prompting you that something doesn't feel right, look right, isn't right. It probably isn't. Mm -hmm. And you need to Mm -hmm. step in. I have been the unpopular parent to my kids when I've said no to certain sleepovers, no to certain parties, um, that I just didn't have a check in my spirit on. But then I said yes to others. And I think you learn how to pick your battles. And so you start picking and choosing so that they don't feel like they're being left out of things. Mm -hmm. But that um, you're not just saying yes to everything either.
2: Yeah, that's so good. I think what I'm just hearing you're saying too is that we are the parent, we are the authority, and I think that the culture right now is like, they'll be who they're gonna be, and mm-hmm. the culture will take, you know, and, and they have to figure out who they're gonna be, but we as parents are that North Star, that that um, the one guiding them and leading them in that. But you talked about prayer life, and I am curious what that looked like for you what were some rhythms that you got into, um, maybe at different stages, I'm sure it changed, hmm. of what prayer life looked like, maybe declarations over your family, um, individual prayer life, prayer as a family, how did you, individual, and then also prayer? Hmm. I think, or family. <laughs>
1: um, I can't remember what you just said, Carol, but you brought up prayer, and I was thinking that there was – um a time that I homeschooled for just a year and a half, but uh, my oldest was in third grade, and my youngest was in, or my middle one, kindergarten, and then I had a, I don't know, three-year-old or something. And so we part of that time, um, we one of the funnest things we did is I would read aloud from the Bible, and they would each write down as best they could what they were hearing and draw a picture about it mm-hmm. so my youngest would only draw a picture and I'm telling you they're the funnest things to find <laughs> now mm-hmm. to look back on and then uh, you know my middle one was trying to learn her letters and sounds and words of thing anyway that was just that's one thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. but kind of you asked about the rhythms and I think um, obviously tucking them into bed was huge um, that was always a family occasion and different Bible readings and talk about it, and then um, anything that they would come up against in school, pray about it, you know, together, and Mm -hmm. always with the family. I thought that was powerful when dad was around and he could help do that, Um, and I think, too, just in the morning, I, when you were talking, you know, about kind of getting plugged into schools and stuff, I think one of the best ways is driving your kids to and from mm-hmm. school and driving carpool because so much goes on on the way there that comes up so you can you pray about it and that that's part of your normal praying and um while you're in the car and just a blessing for them mm-hmm. that day um certain things that maybe they have a test or something's coming up where they're concerned about it and you can just um, speak into that and pray and then when you when you pick them up that's when all the good stuff comes out so and that then gives you i guess um fuel and fodder to be able to pray into mm-hmm. them in the evening yeah. and and then just little blessings throughout you know at meals as to uh, everything comes from god and mm-hmm. just a reminder of that
0: yeah yeah and and this, uh, i echo those things Karen just said and then i think in addition to that you know um I know there are some uh in some schools there are um the praying moms networks Mm -hmm. so you've got you know moms who pray and moms in prayer and things Mm -hmm. like that so there are if you can tap into that because there are moms even at my kids school now that get together once twice a week and they are specifically praying for the school for the teachers for the children for all that that's an idea um but also you know we were in a bible study group and we we um prayed for each other's mm. kids. And still do. And still do. Mm-hmm. I mean, through everything and there's good, bad, and ugly. And don't out there think that you're you're immune to this because mm. I fell into that trap. You think, hey, we're coasting along pretty good here. So far, so good. Great school, middle school. My kids are good. You hear about other kids in the neighborhood or something else and all of a sudden you have little groups of parents talking about can you believe that kid did that or can you believe that kid passed out in that lawn or can you believe da 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 da? da? and you're listening to that be careful friends out there do not participate in that gossip because one day it might be your kid <laughs> and and I tell you uh one day we had a we had an encounter in our own life and uh went through something with our our own son and um and it it uh I see, we see God's hand in everything redeeming him, too, at the same time. But he had to walk through some things that were really hard. And, um, and in that, I remember I called a couple of my sisters. I called and I texted my small group and it said, I, we need prayer ASAP. You know, we're going through some things, so on and so forth. But you know what I loved is um, one of my sisters said, I said, what do I do? What do I do? And she was like, just love him well through it and so when we did sit down to confront him on some things I gave my husband the wheel so he could lead the conversation and I loved what he said he opened up well we we let our son know we knew some things but then uh, he opened up and said how can we help you Mm -hmm. and then then the floodgates opened and then you heard everything you know, and then it's the heart behind what's going on. There's always, always comes back to a heart issue. But as far as prayer, it's just, you got to have your people that are going to pray with you. You've got to have uh, some kind of a group that you know is alongside of you. But then personally, I also went into my prayer closet and that's where I battled because mm-hmm. I say this over and over and over again. The, the battle is won in the spiritual realm first, then you see it manifest in the physical We have to go to the Lord first and he is our defense and we have to press in and press in in prayer and God will act, he will activate the response. But the, there is a battle truly friends for the souls of our children. There is a battle for them to rebel against their parents. There's a battle for them to become just like zombie-like through these video games. There's a battle for their consciousness. For their conscience for their morality for their sexual identity there's a battle going on for the souls of our children Mm -hmm. and i am shocked because i don't mean this in a disrespectful way but the church is virtually silent on it Mm -hmm. and and it's remarkable to me but but there's enough of the sheep out here going you know trying to get help and prayer and answers and everything else and so we got to press in in prayer and you need to get good people around you that you know are going to stand with you and pray with you and fight with you for your children.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I love that story. You shared that story with me with your son uh, when we met up last time. And he's great now. He's awesome. <laughs> he is. Yes, Just so y'all know, he yes. came
0: through it, but it's all good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. I loved what you said. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. And that. I think for me, that just realized like, you know, he's in the Lord's hands and you've done everything that you can, but, um, and just offering that help and guidance mm-hmm. and
0: well, and again, going really quick, I mean, to interrupt, but going back to that discernment parents out there, if you are praying, if you are tuned into the Lord, if you're abiding in him, you've got to pay attention. I'll never forget. Len was mm-hmm. traveling. He traveled a lot and I was sleeping and I was woken up. It felt like a dream, but it was like, go to the basement. 'Cause that's where my son's bedroom was. And um, you know, you're trying to wake up but you're kinda of in and out of it, and I'm like, Oh, I must have been dreaming. So I go back to sleep and it's the same message. Wow. And I got up, and of course I go down to the basement and he's sleeping, but of course I wake him up and and I'm like, Okay, you know, what's going on? Blah blah blah. You know, you know, we all overreact sometimes. And he got up and sure enough, you know, there was a situation going on, but but he's like, How did you know? And I'm like, Because the Holy Spirit told me, don't you dare mess with the Holy Spirit of God. You know, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I can't get away with anything. So um, but we laugh about it today. We crack up about it, actually. But um, Uh but the Holy Spirit, friends, if you ask him, if you ask the Lord to show you, he will show you things Mm -hmm. and help you because he's on your side. He is for the family. There is no better advocate we have um, in parenting than the spirit of the living God himself. So trust him and ask him for help. Mm -hmm. I remember, it reminds me of a time when my eldest, who's
1: also my son, um, I can't even remember the exact incident, but I used to pray kind of regularly when the kids got in high school that, you know, if there was any deceit or... um, anything going on that needed to be revealed that it would be revealed to us <laughs> And the, those prayers turned out to be pretty powerful <laughs> yeah. so and they you know they're hard yeah they're hard but, but they're, good. they're good because you know we have to always remember too that his bottom line is he wants our refinement and mm-hmm. you know he's he's making us into holy people and um you're not just happy mm-hmm. so it's it, sometimes we have to kind of draw those hard lines, but for sure, prayer is key. Mm -hmm. Just
0: hold fast.
2: Mm -hmm. Karen, you kind of answered this a little bit, but one of my questions was, what are some verses that God gave you to pray? Maybe in a season where it was constant that you feel like really was an anchor or a, um, yeah, just really that you battled with. Um, I love that the discernment and for truth to come out. So that's one, and maybe it changed in different seasons, but Mm -hmm. anything else that you guys can think of?
0: Mm -hmm. And I know this was for Israel, but I always prayed it for my children, but you are the head and not the tail. You are Mm -hmm. above and not beneath. You are taught of the Lord, and great shall be your peace. And I don't remember exactly where that's at, but I would declare that over my children. Um, Mm -hmm. I always declared... um, that they were children of God. I always, you know, that he, great is the plans and purposes that he has for them. Um, and really, honestly, I prayed more the declarations of who God is above mm. anything else. And so even when I would drop them off, even at the high school before they had, you know, their driver's license, I was praying the names of God and declaring that I would be praying from the moment I dropped them off to the moment I got home to the names of God over everything, their provider, their peace, their healer, mm-hmm. their everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to bring every thought of theirs into the captivity mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Okay. And that is super, super important too. And so, and that's the thing. I pray the word. I, I, you know, I know there are, it's a big movement. Well, I shouldn't even get into that, but I know there's all kinds of different ways people pray, but I'm going to tell you, you, yeah. you got to wield that sword of the spirit mm-hmm. which is the word of god itself mm-hmm. and you you start praying that sword over your children you can grab a psalm you can grab a verse out of a psalm um, if your child is sick if you're whatever it is you you can grab a psalm you can grab a word and you start praying the word of god we've said this before but that prayer book prayers prayers that avail much mm-hmm. is one of the best i found and I know there's good prayer books out there, but that one is so good. And get the leather-bound volume. It's all of them because you're going to need all of them. <laughs> but it's got everything from depression to um, loneliness to um, sibling rivalry, everything that you can pray for your family and for your children. And you are praying the Word of God. And that's what thats what people need to start doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Start praying and start praying the Word of God. Yeah, you asked about
1: verses. and. Unfortunately, I don't have my Bible with me, and um, but gosh, I feel like every day I would wake up pretty early and spend time in his word before the kids would get up. And sometimes that meant, you know, 5, 530 to be able to have that quiet time. And I'm not a morning person, so it was kind of a, a discipline thing for sure. But I needed to be grounded in his word, one, to understand that he was with me as the parent. That That was a huge challenge for me. Um, because it wasn't something that was modeled really well for me as a child so um, I had to understand that he had a plan and Mm -hmm. that I just needed to step into what his plan was and so I I I know and then when they got older there's one I still pray and I can't remember what I think it's in Ephesians maybe I don't know um But that they grow in all spiritual wisdom and understanding um, through the knowledge
0: of God. And we've got baby boo boo baby starting to wake (laughs) up. Just so you're going to hear Mallory's little baby. She's with us. So if you hear a little crying, it's all good. Go ahead, Karen. Didn't mean to
1: interrupt you. A little peanut. Um. Anyway, but just that spiritual wisdom and understanding um, that they would grow in the knowledge of God. That anything that sets itself up as a stronghold against the knowledge of God. Just, just. It's amazing when you open His Word. You can, almost every single verse can turn into a prayer for, for yeah. your kids. And, and um, you know, he who began a good work will carry it out to the yes. day of completion. Um, just uh, songs, the hymns mm-hmm. that come up, they're just constant reinforcement, I think, that he gives you, that he is with you every step of the way.
0: And you know segueing that into society today where uh, I was just reading a statistic 25 percent of high school kids even middle school kids um, uh, think they are sexually confused now Mm -hmm. and so parenting is so much more challenging because God's word is being challenged at the end of the day people are trying to deconstruct the word of God and and remove the essence of family. The enemy is trying to remove the the governmental authority of family. He's trying to remove the image of himself within a family. He's trying to remove the image of himself. Uh, the enemy is trying to remove the image of God, I should say. I didn't mean to say it of himself. Let me repeat that. The enemy is trying to remove the image of God within the family. And the enemy is also trying to remove the image of God within each and every one one of us individually through a spirit of confusion. And God is not a God of confusion. God is a God of order. And if you are finding yourself in a situation where there is confusion going on, pray, pray to God, get other people to pray with you to restore order. Ask the spirit of truth who comes from the living God himself, from the father himself to give you truth and to give your children truth and to bring truth into every situation. And you can't, it's not a one and done prayer. You got to pray into that because the moment you release a prayer into the spiritual atmospheres, there is a battle in those atmospheres to for that prayer not to be answered. So you have got to keep pressing in and ask for truth, ask for wisdom, which God says he gives liberally and without reproach mm-hmm. and ask for discernment on parenting in these days because friends, we are in the battle of our life for our families and for our children and our grandchildren and our heritage, period, dot, end of story. If you don't think we're in a battle for the family, you need to wake up to that. I say that in the utmost love, but there is a battle right now to steal, kill, and destroy the family of God and the mandate he gave us to take dominion on this earth, to be fruitful and multiply. And so, you know, we are with you in this and I'm mean, going to have one of these gals close in a prayer, but we are with you in this, but we have got to, we've got to strengthen ourselves in the Lord, like David did. You've got to strengthen yourself in the Lord for the battles that we face. We can't just turn over and put our head in the sand and act like it's going to go away because it's not. So we've got to find the words that come from scripture. We've got to find friends and mentors and small groups and Bible studies and anybody who's willing to stand with us, and we have to stand firm for the truths of what God says in his word about family, about identity, about manhood and womanhood, about our sexual identity, everything, and stand firm in that, and then continue to walk that out,
2: even if it's hard. I just Mm -hmm. had to say that. Anybody? Yeah. I think a lot of what you're saying is such a good reminder. And I'm so grateful that you said that Carol, because there's so many voices out there. I'm so grateful. I'm not on Instagram anymore, but when I was and kind of starting my parenting journey, I saw a lot of, you know, suggestions would come up and different posts from moms that kind of had this idea, like motherhood is so hard. Just try to get through, just try to, um, you know, sometimes you just have to take the easy way out. Sometimes you just have to, and it's, really mediocre motherhood but there is this call to action that we are up against so much more and just that alertness Mm -hmm. and that this is you know i I feel that like i was saying that i just see this road ahead of me and it is gonna be a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i know but like i said you know the lord is the strength of his people and he is so Mm -hmm. kind and i loved what you said karen too that first when you come into prayer you needed to know that god was with you and i feel that right now for me it's Mm -hmm. I cannot go into this battle without him but it is a battle and don't succumb to the well just you know I'll just throw them chicken nuggets out while they're on their way which chicken nuggets are great I I feed my kids chicken nuggets (laughs) but like (laughs) but I guess what I'm trying to say is like not just get through just get through to the next season just do that I I hope that I'm making this clear but just that we are to rise up to the challenge this is a huge call of motherhood but the lord is with us and we are in a battle and if we turn our heads and think oh just get through or you know i think that it's just not a good idea Mm -hmm. i don't don't know what i'm trying to say i I hope that that sounded Mm -hmm. right but i that's why i loved everything that you guys just said but I just felt like this was so much wisdom. Just like I said, those rushing waters just pouring over us. We need like us.
0: multiple episodes of this because there's so mm-hmm. much to talk about.
2: It. Uh, we need to rise up to the challenge and, yeah, create those generations and that heritage and keep it for what the Lord has mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. So any other closing thoughts? Just
1: yes. final thought just was um, for me was, um, well, we hear her again, um, was – that it's our biggest ministry as moms Mm. I think and if you have the privilege of being a stay-at-home mom Mm. then step into it and rise up and be the mom that God has called you to be and like I said I was very ill-equipped to be a mother but he has the way to do it in his word find a good group of friends walk through it with them go before him on your knees (laughs) all the time and yeah just Mm -hmm. i think just um, consider it your ministry and i think he will bless you
0: yeah and i guess my closing thoughts are you know remember children are a heritage from the lord and that word heritage means they're his possession and so he has put his most prized possession in your hands and so we do have a responsibility a call to action Mm -hmm and we don't, and because we don't, we're ill-equipped, uh, he does, um, gently lead those who are with young. Mm-hmm. He leads us and guides us. We just have to ask him. He knows the battle is fierce around us. Mm-hmm. And just one word to you moms out there. Uh, I know it's moms and dads out there, but moms, if you know, one of the things we do have to learn, and it's hard as we are the main ones, most times at parent, we also have to learn how to, um, not be too controlling and and to let the man too and that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) but let the man be the leader Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we will make that our next podcast maybe I think that would be really good um it's very very important because God did not um unless you're a single mom out there that's totally different story we get that um but but there's a lot of um there's a lot of wrong ruling going on in the homes and I had to learn that the hard way um and had to learn how to switch things around but it did make a huge difference mm-hmm. with my children mm-hmm. it when we do things in godly order yeah. and so anyway but that's next time mm-hmm. but we hope this blessed you and Mallory would you like to close us
2: all out in prayer yes i would okay. too yeah jesus you are the king of kings and you are the lord of lords and god especially for moms and dads as we're leading our young god you just remind me so much that you are the good shepherd i don't know where i'm going i don't know what the train is going to look like i don't know when i'm going to get to those peaceful waters i don't know when it's going to be that dark valley but lord i trust in you and lord would we trust in you Would our hope would our trust be in you jesus as you gently lead us god you are kind and you are fierce you are the lion and you are the lamb and so lord lead us god bless us as moms and dads or um people who are discipling um motherhood and in in another way lord um or fatherhood in that way just anyone who's looking for parenthood out there (laughs) i don't know what i'm trying to say but lord just bless us god give us strength lord help us to rise up to the challenge lord let us feel your love for us the height the length the width and the depth of your love for us and give us grace and vision and would we just submit to you every single day because your way is so much better in jesus name amen amen Amen. Amen. thank you all for joining
0: us and we look forward to next time
2: take care